0: allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24 through 26, at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the,
1: must not take yourself too seriously and... You are listening to Rewritten with Cynthia Ocelli, a show where we work on rewriting your limiting, unhelpful, toxic, and usually untrue beliefs so that you can recreate your life and enjoy the love, happiness, success, and well being that you desire and, yes, deserve. I'm so happy to be here with you this week to continue our discussion of what goddesses know about dating. Now, this is part two in that series, but if you're new and you haven't listened to the other shows, I want to remind you, this really started with episode three, becoming the sexiest woman in the world, continued to lay a foundation in episode four, embracing your feminine essence to heal your life, and then really launched into the mindset around dating in a way that is healthy, that feels good, that opens opportunities for you and puts a stop to the incessant, grabby, scarce ideology that makes women feel like every man is someone to consider because there may not be another one coming. That was a really, really important show. This week, we're going to continue and we're going to build on part one. So if you're here, stay, enjoy this show, get all you can out of it. You will get a lot. Then go back, listen to episode three, four, and five. Also for me, it would be wonderful if you would leave me a review on Apple podcasts. You can also follow me on Instagram, and I would love to be introduced to your friends together we can empower one another, change our lives, and also change the world. On that note, the note of changing the world. I am contemplating starting an investment group for high-impact, successful women who want to learn how to earn passive income through real estate. I've done this myself for decades. It has carried me through the most challenging times of my life. It has also given me the freedom to practice my sacred life philosophy. And to be more specific, that philosophy is, I do a thing called what I want. If this is interesting to you, please drop me a line and tell me. Send me an email at cynthia at Okay, back on the topic of dating and preparing to date and the mindset around dating. We're taking this sequentially, all the different parts it begins with you it begins with how you see yourself how you see yourself how you treat yourself how you show up for yourself is how you train others to show up for you so before i move forward i just want to touch on a couple of things to refresh your memory first ditch all of the toxic myths and sick beliefs about men and dating all those ideas, they are no good men, all men cheat, everybody just wants to have sex with everybody. All of those ideas are out there in the world. And if you seek them, you will find them. But all of the ideas that are the exact opposite of these toxic myths are also out there in the world. And you will find them when you seek them. It really is that simple. Remember to do your mirror work, and you can go back to the last two shows and learn all about that. But the point of this work is self acceptance, falling in love with you. This is the goddess work, this is the recognition of the divine creation that you are. And think about it you were created by your creator, by the divinity that creates all things, that master creator spent time creating you and made you just the way you are? Who are you to show up and criticize a masterwork by the divine? Think about that. That is some real arrogance and some gross naivete. The goal here is to embrace your beautiful nature. To recognize yourself as the sovereign ruler of your life, to take your place as the queen on your throne, to recognize the privilege it is to be you, to embrace the reality that you right now are worthy and enough right this minute. And I also want to encourage you to invest in yourself, to take care of yourself, to grow your interests. To take good care of your body, to adorn yourself with things that make you feel radiant and glorious, to nurture your body with good nutrition. All of these things are just increasing the radiance that you already are and allowing you to share that more widely and more confidently. But right now, this is what's really important you're good enough. Right now, you're a queen, you're a goddess you must accept everything about you. And when you do, what's so amazing, and this works in all types of places in life. When you accept yourself, everybody else accepts you. It works just like that. Some, another way this showed up in my life was I used to be really sensitive about hate mail and I got a ton of it. And because I hadn't yet accepted That I could have my own thoughts, my own ideas, my own opinions, share them, and someone isn't going to like them. And I could just invite them to go somewhere else and find what they did like and be done with it. When I embraced my thoughts, when I valued them and was less concerned about what others said and more concerned about my full, honest, transparent expression, they went away. It has been so long since I have received any negative mail. And I'll, I'll probably get a piece now just to be like, hey, this is still out here. You mentioned it. You're looking for it. Here, you can have it. It is incredible what happens when you decide, this is me. I claim and accept me. I love, appreciate, accept myself the way that I am. I don't need to win the popularity contest. It is an impossible venture anyway. I need to win my own Love, approval, acceptance. And I need to be able to trust myself that I have my own back. And when you get there, everything changes. So do this work. And those prior episodes went deep and focused on how. All right. Always do your growth work because you want to raise your bar. Because the goal here is like attracts like. You want to have friends, relationships, work experiences. Stranger experiences as you move through the world that are on the level of your energy. And the more you invest in you, the more you grow yourself, the more likely you are to draw people to you who are on that same wavelength. So do your work, raise your bar. Now, last show, I introduced the idea of a roster of candidates. That when you're dating, you are not sequentially one at a time, fixating on one guy at a time and being grateful that he's here until you are in a committed relationship, until you are dating exclusively. And that is a conversation and an agreement with someone else, mutual agreement. Until you create that mutual agreement, you are single and you date in a circular way with your roster of candidates. So this first part of dating is finding candidates, identifying candidates that you're willing to spend your very valuable time on. By that same token, when you identify a candidate and you get at some, some stage in this process that I'm sharing with you, and you realize things that do not work for you, and you realize red flags, yellow flags, and we're gonna to get to that as we move through these parts, You ruthlessly cut that candidate and you move on. This is very different than the paradigm of women who are, you know, sitting there and just fawning over one person and wondering, when is he going to call? And it does he like me? And what's going to happen now? And being adverse to having multiple dates and having lots of suitors. I want to disabuse you of that. Surrender that the way out of feeling scarce and settling for someone that you know somewhere inside you is not a fit for you is to have candidates and let them work. Let those candidates do the work to win you. And when you do this prior foundational goddess centered, self-acceptance, self-respecting, have your own back, invest in your self-work you will have more candidates and they will be more willing to work that you have to understand how energy dynamics work we communicate them to one another all of the time if i am in desperate pursuit of someone even if i'm not saying anything that sounds like it and i am not looking like it i'm not over you know, I'm not calling all the time. I'm not tracking. I'm not stalking. I'm not doing all of those things that would make it obvious. The other person will know you don't want to pursue. And I apologize already because I'm going In a few minutes. I'm going to tell you to pursue, listen to the house, listen to the nuances and always trust your instincts and always trust your gut. But Overall, the majority of the time, except for specific circumstances, which I'm going to share with you, you let him do the work. And if he doesn't do the work and you decide that you're going to step in and do the work, understand that you always will. You are setting up a pattern. And to finish my point on energy dynamics, when you are clinging, desperate, needy, forcing, wanting, demanding, we know it. The other person knows it and we naturally want to rebel against that. And you know how it is. You know how you've had that friend or that guy that you weren't that interested in and he was just 100% fixated on you and maybe you would have been interested in him if he wasn't so needy or clingy or desperate. Let go. Stay on your throne. Be full of yourself radiate your enoughness by actually embodying it it will change everything and release outcomes you know we all have a sense inside that things unfold as they should we look back in hindsight and we can say oh that was actually a good thing if i had gotten what i thought i wanted that really wouldn't have been great for me because now i see the, the whole picture trust trust And when you are feeling like things aren't moving fast enough, when you are feeling like you're not getting what you need or what you want, and it's frustrating you, channel that energy into investing into yourself and use it as an opportunity to develop spiritual maturity. That means use it as an opportunity to develop your patience and your trust that everything is working together for your good, even now. Now, that was the refresher that I wanted to touch on. I feel like we all should be on the same page of, we're in the latter parts of exploring dating mindset and we are about to talk about what it's like to go out into the world as a man magnet and magnetize the attraction and the men and the attention, and all the juicy goodness that you want. And you do have that power. So some things I want to add foundationally as we get started here. I want you to rewrite your expectations around dating. Dating, I'm sorry to tell you, dating well, is not an easy and effortless experience that you just show up for and get celebrated and taken care of. It's not a campaign where you're a candidate hoping to get chosen either. That's his job. Look around in nature. You get to sit there. He's got to fan his feathers out and dance around for you. You come into season. Everybody gets to come for you and you get to choose. That's what you want to do here. But it's not effortless and it's not just a free and fun ride. Because the decision is too important. Dating is work. Just like finding the right job, finding the right house, finding the right child care center, picking the right school, picking the right friends, choosing the right doctors. I mean, everything that matters to you requires research, work, discernment. This is really important work. And I want you to adjust your mind to see it this way. We get ourselves into unnecessary problems and situations by making decisions motivated by feelings of lust. Feelings of lust are not love, and feelings of lust just derail you. At least you could approach picking your life partner with the discernment and analysis and presence and strategy that you pick your job, right? It seems so simple when you look at it that way. But we all want that romance and that sex and we want the emotional bonding and we want ah the glorious, sensual surrender. And it's going to come. It comes when you have elected a partner and decided to dismiss the other candidates. Shift your mind into this view. Think about it. Why would something so important be allowed to be based on lustful feelings and not core values, facts, experiences, and character. We're caught up. We're on the same page and you are deciding now to take your goddess self out into the world and magnetize a man. Here are some ground rules and you know I don't like rules but these are rules. Be open. Keep your heart center open. Don't know what that means? Just put your attention in your heart. Open it up. That simple. Stay open. You do know what it Put your phone away, and I want you to learn to get comfortable making eye contact and smiling with everyone. Babies, elderly people are great ways to start because you're going to get the responses back usually all the time. But don't just stop there. On to other women and to men out in the world. This is hard for some people because. We are a society where a lot of times we're not seen and we feel like we put ourselves out there and we get rejected. I want you to learn that to survive that sense of rejection and to see it differently. And I'm going to unpack that within a minute. But as a foundation, your heart's open, your phone is put away, you're making eye contact and smiling. You are spreading joy in the world. All right. That's going to be the new way that you navigate your life and you'll be surprised. It is actually really wonderful. The world feels so much better when you move through it, giving and receiving happiness and moments, simple moments of joy. Try it. You might be uncomfortable. We're going to talk about that in a second. Try it anyway. And A special, very important note to all of my high-impact, high-powered girl bosses, your focus, and as you start to embody the magnet goddess in you, is to watch your tone, watch your tone of voice. So I love to be direct. When I'm out in the world, if I need something or I'm having a conversation, I really like to be direct. I appreciate it when someone is direct with me and I want to be direct. I want to say, "Uh, would you please do this and this and this and this? What about this? What time is this? And when are we going to go here? I want to just say it all directly and I want to fire it off. That is not the way to allow love, attention and attraction to come to you. And it comes off as bossy and intimidating. And it takes us out of our ability to receive and be in the feminine. So your tone is, is the most important part of your communication. Once you start having a verbal dialogue,
0: your body language
1: is also really important. So having your phone put away, having your heart open, having your body relaxed are all things that are going to make you more receptive and communicate that receptivity and we're going to take this a step deeper in just a second so don't even think that that's all you have to do this is about to get a little more intense you're going to build on your open heart your digital stuff put away your eye contact and smiling and your softened tone you're going to learn to hold your gaze For just an extra second with a man, and when you start this out, just try it. Try it with with any man who is obviously not with someone else, doesn't you know have an obvious wedding ring on that that could be single, and that you know you're not offending anyone by by having extended eye contact with their their boyfriend or their husband. Just a hair, an extra second with a man while you smile, and here's the power. You smile with the eyes of a sexual goddess. So in your mind, this is like, I am that sexual goddess, and this is how you're looking at this person. The way you get this sexual goddess energy is by connecting to your sacred reproductive center, your vagina, putting your energy there and allowing that energy to radiate through your entire body try it out when you meet a man you like place your attention on your God-given female center the literal center of life and creation the core of sex and sublime sensuality focus there and allow that energy to come up and through you and radiate out of your eyes through your smile, and just ooze out of your pores. It doesn't look noticeably different. So I'm not asking you to embody and act out uh, sexual thoughts or ideas. It is really just simply having your focus on your sacred sexual center and looking at the man you're attracted to, and allowing that connection to channel that energy up and out. It is incredibly magnetic. You might have to practice a little while and try it out. Really, you have nothing to lose. Also, as you're out, stand up straight, own your goddess nature, and pity that poor man and pity him double if he misses out on you. I know that this is a little hard for some people. I know it's uncomfortable. It goes against all the things that we're told and taught. It goes against the, you know, hard to get. It goes against the sassy and I don't need you. You know, you want me more than I want you. It goes against all of that. But what it goes for is our core, our energetic core, our sexual polarity. And it is a wonderful, energetic power and gift that all women have. Most of us never talk about it. Most of us are never taught to use it. It's time to warm that up and allow it out into the world. Now, earlier I said you don't want to be the one who's doing the work. You don't want to be the laboring oar. Imagine you're going down the stream in Mike's canoe and there you are doing all the work. The guy's just sitting there content, smiling, and you are just just rowing away. No, you don't want to be the laboring war. He needs to do the work to get you. And I know this is going to sound like a contradiction. When you come across a man in public or in any social event or whatever, and you like him, do not be afraid to speak first, to sit next to him, to express your interest. Go ahead, speak up and really Spend some time practicing this so you get over your fear about it. What's the worst that can happen? If this doesn't work out, what have you lost? You've actually lost nothing. And there's a fear of it not going well because he's taken, he's not interested, or he's not a good guy. I want you to reframe this fear. You don't get shot down when, when that happens. I don't want you to be like, oh my God, I got shot down. Reframe this to, you talk to a person, you did research and you discovered his red flags. If you had known any of those things, you wouldn't have been interested in him in the first place. So what you're doing when you're speaking up is you're qualifying him to see if he could be a candidate. And if he fails the candidate test, cut it, let it go, that is not a rejection, that is information and you did your research that's done. You've identified red flags. That's all it is. So I want you to start practicing. And you can practice with people that you're not attracted to. You can practice with men that you're not really wanting to have something happen with. But just so you can sort of get into learning how to source from your sacred center, sacred sexual center, and how to approach and speak up first. You're going to learn and practice being forward and flirty. You're going to learn to open up your body language. You're going to learn to face him with your body. To get just a hair inside that, that physical distance comfort zone. Not all the way in there. Not right up on somebody that wears, you know, odd. Just a hair. You know, like when somebody's like, why are you really close to me? You're going to have good posture. You're going to be strong and resolute in your own identity no fidgeting. You're going to recognize inside of you that this guy is so lucky to be in the presence of a woman created by God herself. So how does it look? Here are some little things that you could think about. You could say, say you walk into a place and or you're at the park and there's a guy seated on the bench or you're in a restaurant or you're in uh, one of the big eating areas. Is this seat taken? shoot the goddess' eyes, shoot the goddess' smile, and sit down. You could say something like, it feels so good to take a break for a minute. What are you taking a break from? Goddess' eyes and smile, beautiful tone. That is a really nice way to meet someone. You can also be fun and flirty and light. So when you call me later, remind me to tell you about the time I, and then you could just finish it with something interesting and fun the time I tripped up the stairs at my graduation, the time I had the world's best barbecue, the time I fell in love with the dog at the shelter. But what you're saying is, when you call me later, remind me to tell you about, and it's, you know, the assumptive clothes, smile, have fun with it, be flirty, be light. You could say something like, so when are you gonna take me to coffee? Or when are you gonna take me to lunch or dinner? Some women, Are really good at this, and they are forward enough to hand a man their number and say, "Call me." I haven't done that. I'm still a little more in the receptive feminine camp to go that far, but I think I could consider it in the right situation. Although right now I'm in a relationship, so I'm not considering that at all. But you know, if I weren't, I'm just speaking hypothetically. You could ask how are you going to call me and ask me out if you don't have my phone number goddess eyes and smile i know this sounds scary and it can feel scary if you're like no no i do this all the time i'm going to tell you to adjust your tongue i'm going to tell you to soften goddess eyes and smile you are not in there to do a corporate takeover you are there to pique a man's interest men absolutely appreciate it they are out there having to do this kind of thing all the time. And if you are in any way intimidating, and you're not a good judge of it because we never think we are, I don't think I'm intimidating at all. Everyone says I'm incredibly intimidating. I think I'm the nicest, easiest to talk to person in the whole world. Everybody thinks I'm intimidating. If you're intimidating, it's really hard for a man to risk because he's internalizing it as rejection. People who are really good at dating start to realize no, it's not rejection, it's information. Good, I got an answer. Problem solved. I'm just trying to get to the solution to know if this is a possibility or not. It's not because of X reason. X reason is a red flag anyway, I'm good. And we move on. Let's go back to the art of all this here. I'm telling you to take a pursuing action. How does that fit in with the whole feminine thing? I know you're asking that. Once you make Contact and you get your interview process started. You back off and you let him show you who he is. You back off and you let him do the rowing. He doesn't call? Great, done. No second thoughts. He does call. You have your first phone call. Here are the things that I want you to avoid be very limited in your texting and your calls. You can have one, maybe two. I really like one foundation, beginning call, like a foundational call. But don't get into the whole phone, text, relationship, no date cycle. It starts a pattern. It saps the creative, sexual, exciting energy, and it wastes your time. Your goal, once you move from the initial contact and you're, you're in communication, your goal is singular. You need to see this man. So you need to get out on a date. The one foundational call is going to set up your structure and going to let you know that you really do want to go out on the date with this person. So you don't need to waste time dating a bunch of people for the first time and you know, not talking to them at all. It's like, you, let's have this call. And if you still are interested at the end of this call, Great, you're going to go on a date. The rules for this call, and we're back to rules, And these, but they are, these are just important. Contrary to what we are used to doing as women who love to talk, your goal is not to talk. Your goal is to get him talking. You already know everything about you. And I know that sometimes it feels like if you're not talking, It means that he's not interested enough in you pause that you are on a mission. You need to learn about this person. You can answer questions. He asks about you and you can note the type of question he's asking. But what you really want to know is about him. Tone is super important here because you're essentially interrogating someone because you need information. But the way you do it is going to make it fun because you're going to be soft and sweet and sassy and you're going to answer questions and you're going to be warm and you're going to be wonderful and you're going to stop talking and turn around and break into his mind. Open-ended questions. What's the best thing that ever happened to you? Oh, and what's the worst thing? Oh, great question. And you can say this fun. Does anyone anywhere think right now That they are in a relationship with you? That's a funny way to ask the question. It's a powerful question, an important question. You want that answer. And you want to know if that answer, you want him to go ahead and tell it to you so that you know. And if it comes out that it's different later, red flag, you're out, done. Another great question. Okay, so mm, hypothetically, you have an afternoon off, just four hours, you can do anything. What would you do? Who's your favorite person in your family? Tell me about your biggest date fail. These kind of questions get him talking, and you are sitting there like a private investigator. What's he like? Is he respectful? What are his beliefs? What are his views? Is he receptive to this? Is he opening up? Is he resistant? Dig into his mind, his beliefs. Is he willing? Is he guarded? Your goal for this first call is to warm up your connection, get a peek inside of him, and get a date scheduled. This call has to be time-limited because you don't want the energy to die. You want to get off when it's high. And that's going to be like 30 minutes to an hour tops. And you can just say something like, oh, I love talking to you, but I have to run. When are we going to see each other? And that is when you put on your super magnifying glasses and you turn up your hearing ability and you listen because you're likely going to see some mediocrity in his choices here men who are dating they don't want to go all out with every new date so a lot of times they will try to do just enough just what will be okay and some don't even do enough that whole like um, come over to my house, I'll make a dinner, we'll watch a movie. Uh, no, this is where you listen for what he's gonna say and then you counter and assert with what you want. And if he doesn't take that well, bye. So let's say he's like, let's meet at P.F. Chang's. <laughs> let's meet at the Olive Garden or the Outback or whatever. You can say, how about the bistro on Main Street or someplace that you like or someplace that you've wanted to go. And this lets him know that you know what you want, which is really refreshing because so many women get out there and under the guise of being nice and easy to get along with, they go, oh, whatever you want, or you can choose, or I don't know what I want. What do you think I should get? And they just lose their presence as as an empowered feminine sovereign. Being feminine is not being weak and clueless and malleable. It's being receptive, but it's also fierce and smart and it knows what its standards are and it will have those standards met. So you say, how about, you know, whatever on third street or whatever, and this is going to let him know what you want and that you're willing to ask for it and that he'd better rise to it. If he doesn't, if he refuses. If he balks, if he gets irritated, if he changes up in some sort of negative way, see ya, ruthless, done, not worth your time, effort, energy, not what you want to deal with. If he doesn't show up and meet you where you are asking to be met, and I know you're going to be being reasonable and up to your standards, so it's not you know I want to be at the Space Needle in Seattle and your guys are in Florida, right? It's it's not the Eiffel Tower in Paris at sunset. It's just the switch from mediocre to good enough for you, all right? And this brings us up to our first date. So you're getting through this call and you're asserting and asking for what you want. You're declining what you don't want and you're responding with what you do want and you need to be comfortable with that. Because if you are in a situation where you have to capitulate or bend over backward or settle for less, that's the opening stance for the relationship. And dear goddess sister, you are worth too much for that. So you hold the time down. You end it when it's high. You get a date set and then you can say good morning or short little texts between now and the date but keep the conversation and communication at a minimum so that energy of desire, attraction, and mystery blossoms. And this is when it's great to have candidates because you're going to be thinking, ah, I want to talk to him and I want to say this. What are we going to do? You're going to think about him, think about him. If you've got your roster of candidates, you can go talk to someone else and go do something else and continue to date again until you are in a mutually agreed upon monogamous relationship all right so this brings us up to the first date and that's where our next show will start we are going to talk about first date goals the strategies to meet them we're going to cover what red yellow and green flags are we're going to talk about sex sex without commitment sex on the first date I'm going to go ahead and give you a spoiler alert right now. No, just no, no, no sex, no sex without monogamy, no sex without commitment. I know I'm like the evil goddess. Okay. I get it. There's good reasons for this and they're worth it in so many ways. And we will talk about this. I have a chapter in resurrecting Venus called casual sex is an oxymoron. It is still true. It just is. We'll go on and we will suss out whether a second day is warranted and how you can identify that and figure that out. In the meantime, I would love your feedback. Shoot me an email, Cynthia at CynthiaOcelli.com. I want to hear how this content is landing with you, what you feel good about, what you agree with, what you disagree with, what worked for you, what didn't work for you, anything you want to share. I'm eager to hear it. This is going to be a fabulous next show. I think this one is pretty packed with good stuff, too. It would be great for you to go back, listen to episode three, Becoming the Sexiest Woman in the World, get your self acceptance and your mind right. Episode four, Embracing Your Feminine Energy and Essence to Heal Your Life. That's going to prime you on that receptivity on that trust, on that feminine magnetism. Episode five, What Goddesses Know About Dating, that's all about the dating mindset, getting you ready. And all of these shows are designed to rewrite the beliefs that stop you from having the self-worth, the self-love, and the gorgeous relationships that you desire, and more importantly, deserve. Stay on track. Do your mirror work. Practice connecting to your sacred sex center and allowing that radiant energy to exude out of your very pores. And again, for me, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Instagram where you can see me reveling in romance with my sacred beloved. That's on Instagram under Cynthia Ocelli. And as we part, remember, you are a gift a divine emanation, a goddess incarnated in flesh, and the sovereign ruler of your body, your being, and your life. Act like it. Have a beautiful day.